Welcome to a journey of profound discovery. Calibrate yourself with us. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, everyone. We are here in the second episode of Calibrate Yourself. My name is Erika de la Vega, and let me introduce everyone. We have here Alejandra Llamas in Miami. She is a best-selling author and a personal empowerment expert. She is the founder of the MMK Institute, where she teaches comprehensive education in empowering oneself and their environment. Dr. Pepe Bandera, he is a gastroenterologist. He's author and a MMK coach in Mexico City. And also, Diego Barrazas is a content strategy and business consultant and has one of the most popular podcasts in Latin America called Dementes. Diego is in Monterrey, Mexico. And well, about myself, I am also in Miami and I'm the host of my own podcast called In Self-Defense, where I talk about reinventing yourself and I interview my guests to discover their experience with it this process. So today we're going to talk about forgiveness, or maybe it's better to say learning what forgiveness is. And to begin, I'm going to forgive Diego for not being our first episode. So <laughs> Diego, I forgave you, <laughs> but I don't know if Alejandra and Pepe will. We will hope they best. Do. We'll try. <laughs> we're working on it. It depends on today. <laughs> okay, I'll try my best. All right. He'll have to deliver today. Diego, we'll forgive you. We, we are very, we're happy to have you here. And I would say that um, Diego has the most popular podcast in Latin America and the best equipment. <laughs> <laughs> and the best technological equipment to do I that. I think so. I think so. So, well, Alejandra, you proposed to talk about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think that what we're, we're proposing here in, in the show is to bring any subject of self-developing or spiritual awareness to the second level. And forgiveness is such an important, not only a lesson, but a, seen as, as a practice, as an every moment uh, practice to bring transformation responsibility to your relationship with yourself and others. I, my, my mind was blown away the first time that I heard the proposal of engaging with forgiveness as acknowledging that there is nothing to forgive and there's no one to forgive. I was hooked by, by, by that explanation that indicates that forgiveness has to do with the ego, with a false identity, with making a strong identification with who you think you are. And I'm going to explain this further on. But that if you can release yourself from the attachment or the role or the idea of being a mother, a wife, a employee, a even a person, if you can see yourself beyond those boundaries, you start to grasp the concept of forgiveness in a non-traditional way. There's a great book 
of author Colin Teeping called Radical Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And this is what I wanted to share with you today, the radical forgiveness, forgiving beyond the limiting beliefs that sometimes creates a label or creates a role or creates um, an ego that becomes offended. And this is what we're putting on the table today. I have a question. Because yes. every time I think about the word forgiveness, it implies that there must be some kind of offensive behavior. Because we'll, we, for us to forgive, there has to be something offensive to exactly. be forgiven. Mm -hmm. So how do we go beyond that? Or do we take it one step back just to see if everything we think really is offensive or not? Yes, and it's a great question because if you become offended of someone, of a, the act of someone or the words of someone, then you have to believe that there was an attack. And maybe if you see that through your five senses, there was. You can see the attack, you can bring meaning to the attack. But the spiritual teachers tell us that when we see attack, we are believing that the person is their behavior. And we're not seeing be beyond their behavior. They, we're not uh, seeing that it was not personal, that because of the fear of, or because of what the person is believing in that moment, they couldn't act in any other way if they're acting out of pain, that pain, it's an experience and that they're projecting to the outside world. And in a way, you crossed uh, your path with that person and that per person couldn't act in any other way because of his own worldview or whatever uh, dealings he was uh, going through. And this doesn't justify other people, but it brings out the possibility to detach. If, if you release yourself from, from being offended, you can start to tackle whatever the other person did, making him or her responsible and taking yourself out of the equation. Yes, but it's hard for me to understand in the case when somebody it's abuse, for example, uh -huh, Alejandra. Uh -huh. It's not an offense. It's, it's abuse. It's something physical. How, how can you, with the concept you are explaining to us, how, how can we make it a reality? Because it's a, it's a concept that is very, I don't know if it's elevated, but for somebody that is really, really hurt, mm. it's difficult to understand. Okay. I, I think that's a great question. First of all, we have to honor that if someone does something to us and that brings up pain in us, that is logical. It's logical that sometimes what other people do in, in their own acts can cause pain to us. But after a while, we are able to heal that pain. When we are hooked and reacting, engaged, feeling trapped because of what other people did in, in, in a certain time is when we go into thoughts like, it's not fair, it wasn't just, this, this shouldn't happen, why this has happened to me. All this conversation puts us in a, in a position where forgiveness cannot be 
uh, it doesn't appear as a possibility for us. So it's very important to understand that what other people do, it's their entire responsibility and they have to deal with the consequences of whatever they did. But if you want to transcend the actions of, of, of somebody else, you need to put yourself in a position where you can detach, see yourself beyond the actions of other people. And for this, you have to detach yourself from the idea of who you think you are because you have to tap into your spiritual intelligence. It's a way of seeing yourself in, in a more expansive way, seeing yourself connected to your wisdom. But if you feel you're this, this small woman, that you are this body, that you are limited to what other people do to you, then you're, you're going to live a life feeling very exposed and very vulnerable. Yeah, so, so here's where it comes to, to play the, the phrase of, uh, in order to heal, you need to, you need to forgive others or something. Is it, how would that translate to this philosophy? Mm -hmm. okay. you know what I'm, am I being clear? Mm -hmm. Is my English good enough? Yes, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. You rock. <laughs> Let's make it as simple as this. An offense has to come with a judgment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I could not judge whatever the other person did, if I couldn't be able for a reason to judge anything, I wouldn't go into the story of offense and of positions and of the narrative and he did. I have to bring meaning to the scene. If I release mm -hmm. the meaning, they, it just become acts. And with yes. the acts, I can transform myself. I can choose who do I want to be in order to relate to that situation that I cannot change and free myself. I, okay, so what about we put it down as an example so just so it's clear for everybody, yes. including okay, myself. Yes. Let's say, okay, years ago, I, I was... I don't want to say I'm a victim, but let's, I'm going to play the victim now. Okay. I was a victim of a big Ponzi scheme. What does it mean? That I had my money in a trust fund and they screwed us over and they stole my money. Oh. So I blamed them. Mm -hmm. and I, but eventually, after a lot of coaching with Ali, I said, okay, I'm going to let go. Forget it. It happened. Oh, I've been screwed over. Forget it. I'm not going to be cr crying all day forever the rest of my life. So that happened. I let go. I mean, I was really pissed, I admit. I was very upset about it for a long, long time, but then I let go. It happened, but I'm not dwelling over it continuously all the time. Is it like letting go? So in that case, you forgave your thoughts of okay. the situation. All right. Okay. So forgiving as a practice, taking away the meaning of your judgments. That's why I was telling you at the beginning of the, pro of the program that we're going to use forgiveness as a practice in every moment. I'm going to forgive the thoughts. It's the same as saying, I'm going to release what you said, the meaning or the emotional attachments I have of what I think this means. Okay. And, and what happens, what happens when, when, when the narrative I build around the other person mm -hmm. helps me? Because for example, in my case, 
Uh-huh. What tends to work for me is uh, when someone tells me, oh, you will never make it or that won't work. Or even when I used to work in another place and, and, and I had a boss and she was <laughs> condescending and kind of a, an asshole. The feeling of you'll see or, or yeah. you know, you'll eat your words helped me uh, do, do better, right? in my mind so so I didn't need to forgive her because even though I, I I know she it's not like personal like she did it because she's that way or whatever it helped me or it helps me feel like it's personal because that fuels me to do whatever I have to do what could what can I do in that case or is yeah. it bad thing that I'm, I'm doing in that case i think that the best phrase for you diego is my haters <laughs> are my motivators <laughs> <laughs> well, and you exactly, know I but, well, because what you, what i heard is that first maybe you did a judgment and and, and mm-hmm. maybe you feel trapped and you feel victimized because of the situation but then you moved your relationship to her attitude to create something out of that Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe even being uh, mad, you use that energy. You transform that energy into courage. Yes. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it, it drives me to do what I need to do. It was your but driving I, force then. What, yeah. You're trying but to is, it, is it bad? Is it like a, is, is it, it, is it like think, a bad source of, of activation? I, I think that... We, we can move away from words of being good or bad. Mm. I, I think that it's better to think in terms of functional or not functional. And everything okay. at the end is functional. Because if not, we're thinking of better ways to deal with life. And that's also an ego-based way of thinking. I think it's better to see that things happen. And at the end of the day, we can it's not good or bad to be mad or to be or to have fear or it's just something that appears but what we do after that can be functional or not okay so i think that what you did it doesn't matter where it was coming from you ended doing something functional from it and that takes away also the judgment of your reaction there's not a better way to react either we are responding And then when we're responding to life, we're responding out of peace or out of uh, election. And that is, we have more awareness. But sometimes we're we're just reacting. We are reacting with whatever we have in that moment. Mm -hmm. And throughout the reaction, we can start to transforming to to a response that is more elaborated. But we... We can work that on that, but we're all human too. Yeah, that's why. What, that's what I was saying, Alejandra. We have emotions and we have feelings. Mm-hmm. And if you if you see somebody that have hurt you in the past, you don't. You're, you're not saying to yourself like, "Stop feeling how you're feeling." It's something that comes naturally, and maybe you you want to say something to this person, or maybe you don't want to you don't want to see him or see her, and. It's, it's difficult to control the emotions with your mind. Mm-hmm. And you know what you can do, Erika? If you have a, 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 I had a lot of situations like that. Mm-hmm. And I was doing an, uh, an exercise. I, I was taught to do it at my, in the school. And it's a great uh, exercise. 
Colin Tiffin tells us in his book, and Radical Forgiveness, that we have created in all of us this way of being that we can see it in society of living like in this victimhood chair. Mm -hmm. And he tells us that we should work on eradicating responding from this way of being. But in order to do this, we have to go to our past. So a great exercise you can do is grab a piece of paper and divide it in two. On one side, you can write the narrative that you've been telling yourself throughout the years of your past, that you have either in a situation or in a person that is taking away your power and that is frustrating and it's taking you to a position of victimhood. And then on the other side of the paper, write a narrative of how a person like Gandhi or Byron Katie or a master in spiritual teachings uh, could see this same situation from a healing perspective or from a consciousness out of love. Once you read the two perspectives, you can see how your narrative was taking the power away from you. But once you move and dissolve that narrative and bring it to a higher level, to a higher perspective, then you can see how the power comes back to you. So notice how language has the power to either project your fears or as you dissolve your narrative through language, you gain back your power. And then you can ask yourself a powerful question that is, who do I want to be um, in order to transcend the situation? And then a lot of possibilities will appear. Yeah, I think, Alejandra, that maybe when you mature in mm -hmm. your life, you can also have a, a, a perspective of different situations you had lived. In my case, I... I fight uh, for a long time with my father and I said to him, you're never going to be my friend again mm -hmm. and for things that he have done in his life. But I understood that he didn't, didn't do it to me. To like, you. Yeah. But this was Diego, like 20 years after the, the divorce of my mom and my dad. So I, 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 I think that maybe when your age is important to understand the power of forgiveness and maybe the power of this new concept that Alejandra is giving us today. I, I believe that more than just the age because of the number is the perspective you gain with the time you, you live and, and, and you move away and, and you see it from, an, from the outside because in the end, I think that's what uh, Ale is He's saying that when you learn to see the world like a movie, like a, th like a 3D movie from the outside is when you start learning or seeing that, that nothing is, is against you or, or that there's nothing to forgive. So maybe that thing about the age has to do with that, that you're, you're, you're moving away from the situation. Exactly. Yeah. 
because what, what, what you were saying is very interesting because for something to become a problem for you, it needs your attention. Uh -huh. And behind that attention is your judgment or your meaning that you have put into that situation. And I think many of us have issues we have to resolve with our parents or with someone that did something to us. But when you take away your attention and when you release the judgment and the meaning, and this is very challenging for the ego because a lot of our identity uh, seems to be threaded into our life events, but this events out of us have no meaning to them, but we have given the meaning that for us explains who we are when we are related to our roles. But if we can see ourselves as pure consciousness, as pure love, love doesn't become a judgment or cannot become a point of view because that doesn't let us see our state of grace that is beyond everything that happens. And this is what we have to tap into when we move our attention, when we move our judgments. And what we recover is a real power, is our real power to live in the present and also to embrace the future because we know that if something happens again, we don't have to live with a shield. We can deal with whatever life brings to us. And I think this is amazing. It's a completely different way of living. I have a question. Well, actually I have a, a I, I'm, gonna be the, <laughs> I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here because I'm, I'm, many of us who grew up in the 70s and 80s, we, let's, let's think about a movie. When somebody does set out to do something specific to you, like, oh, I'm gonna get you and I'm gonna get you good for this one. And I'm seeing it as, as, as if I'm the bad guy in the movie, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go out and tr I'm going to destroy you. This is a very famous line from many movies back in the day. Anyway, people set out to do something on purpose to you and their intention is to hurt you. Okay, that's their problem, that's their conscience, that's their, let's call it bad, or that's their conduct. It has nothing to do with you probably. But viewing it from the forgiveness side of the story, what we're talking about now is, how do I react to that? I let, I mean, it's normal to feel annoyed or enraged or whatever happens at the beginning, but then letting go of what happened because I'm trying to think of, for example, that you started out with a very drastic example at the beginning of the show. What, let's say somebody kills somebody in your family, somebody kidnaps, somebody hurts mm -hmm. deliberately. How do you forgive those? Which I think is amazing. And we've spoken about this before, but I think it's, it's hard to grasp the idea, but it can be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the thing is that I know because I've been in a lot of sessions where people need to forgive things that in the physical eyes seems impossible. You know, when we were in Guatemala the last time, we did this radical forgiveness exercise that we do at school. And one of the women that, that was with us in school, she had a challenging situation because her mother had been murdered by a man in, a, in, in the street because he wanted to take her phone away from her and they began a struggle and he ended up killing her. Oh, and she was oh. through the four days working with this. And after that, she was so enraged. She was so out of herself that she 
went into a, a, a big depression, then she got cancer, and she was really going through a lot of stuff. So she was very angry the four days because anger was, was coming up for her. And the last day that we were doing the radical forgiveness exercise with her, she decided that she wanted to work this in front of all the group. And um, she worked on the person that murdered her mother to radically forgive him. And it's difficult to put it in words because maybe our logical mind is hearing this and for our logical mind, those kind of things be forgiven. But what we saw there is how another kind of intelligence came through her because she was so tired of being mad, of being sick, of being disconnected mm -hmm. to herself, to her children. She couldn't live like this anymore. And she was willing to experience whatever she needed to do to transcend and find forgiveness. And how she taught us that by her willingness to touch that powerful, unconditional love of consciousness that we all have, she brought that into the session. And it was so humbling that at the end, she even called this person her brother. Oh, wow. Because she said that she couldn't judge where he was coming from or the fear that even was going through him in the situation. And she, she, could re, she realized that she could still connect to her mother in other ways. Mm -hmm. And that maybe her mother being in another plane right now had already like forgiven him and, not, and knowing that at the end of the day, it was just an encounter where they were all learning about fear and about feeling the fear of separation that sometimes we all do fear. So it, it's difficult to put it in words, but I've seen it happening when we move away from logic and we step into the deeper connection of what we are capable as human beings. Would but, you say, uh -huh. so would, would you say that, so we, like forgiving is it, like you decide not to let go of the anger because it makes you feel kind of better, even though it sounds uh, ironic, but being angry makes me feel better with myself instead of deciding to forgive? I think that's a great question because I think not forgiving also gives you some beneficiary side effects, if you can say mm -hmm. that way. If a lot of people are addicted to drama or to victimhood or to manipulate others or playing small parts in their life and they justify their small positions because of what happened to them in a way or because of what you did to me. So you, you can say that there are some benefits on not forgiving that they're not going to be functional at the end, but mm -hmm. they keep you on a small role and not taking full responsibility. So I do think that in a marriage or in any relationship, uh, forgiving as a practice is something that's going to keep the relationship functional. Yes, but you okay. still, Alejandra, have to work on it. When you, when you said that um, nobody has to do the forgiven, 
actually, yeah, you, the the example that you just told us of about the the woman in Guatemala, she she worked on forgiveness. It's something that you have to work. It's not like as Diego just asked that it's something that you have to concentrate yourself to achieve it. Mm -hmm. But look at it from this point of view. The, the ego thinks that we have to do something to, in order to gain uh -huh. something. Uh -huh. But this requires more of who do I need to be? Who do I need to be in my consciousness level? Who do, do I need to be loved? Do I need to be peace? Do I need to be courage? Who do I need to be in, in a sense of the level of consciousness which, that I'm using to relate to the situation that with this new eyes, this that happens can dissolve the judgments that I have. But if you think you are the victim, if you think you're the wife, if you think you're the role, if you think you're that false identity, then you, you think you have to do something in order to forgive. But in the other way, she put herself in a disposition. She stepped into a state of consciousness that she was able to drop the belief system in her that was creating the judgments, the role, the daughter, the woman, and seeing herself releasing from those roles and seeing herself in a bigger picture and from this big divine eyes, finding the forgiveness. So that's why it's interesting that the question is more like, who do I need to be in my new state of understanding? in order to be able to drop my belief system and so that can forgiveness happen to me. And, yeah, and another in the, in question, the... Pepe, sorry, in an, yes. because this is, I don't know if this is a, a, a women topic or whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe sometimes the forgiveness, it's misunderstood. So when you forgive, I don't know, your father or your ex-boyfriend or your ex-husband, um, you can be misunderstood like, well, she's not hurt anymore. Like she, she forget about it. Like you can be, it, it can be, the other person can think uh, from another perspective that the one that you are consciously doing in yourself or working inside yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what I think here is mm -hmm. like, no, the other person, whatever, who cares or whatever the other person thinks or does, it's, it's within the other person's capacity to do so. It's not your thing. And here's where we set limits. You can forgive, but you can set a limit. Exactly. I think this, mm. this, this um, forgiveness has to come with limits and that is part of being empowered. It's identifying Uh, that you're not the bad person, I'm not the good person, I'm not your victim, I see that you're choosing this behavior, but this behavior right now, it's not working for me. So if, if you decide to engage in that kind of activities or whatever you're doing that doesn't work for me, I'm not going to be your victim anymore, but you cannot do that in my house or around me, and you set limits. 
but taking away that conversation of judgment of you're the bad person, I'm the good person, um, or I'm better than you, or I need to control you, or I need to correct you, bringing out all that conversation. Mm-hmm. We we almost we almost out of time, so I, I would like to to start kind of um, talking about things we can do, like specific things we can do to move towards forgiveness or to start uh, to work on that ourselves. And I would like to start with something really stupid and then let everyone that knows talk. Uh, but uh, something that works for me and, and and I wanted just to share is. I imagine myself as I was the the main character in a movie. You mm-hmm. know, I I I live my life thinking that I'm some kind of whatever, like uh, Frodo or whoever you want on a on a on a movie, and I I feel everything that's happening to me it's part of this hero's journey. That if suddenly uh, this coronavirus thing is going on. It's a challenge I need, I need to overcome. If someone's mean to me, it's because it's part of the plot. And now I need to, you know, okay, it's, it's it. their role. It's, that's their character in my movie. That's their role. I will overcome it and, and go ahead. And it's a silly way of, of looking at it. But ever, ever since I started to, to think that way about my life, everything bad that comes my way, it's well. This is perfect because now my movie is more interesting, mm-hmm. and when I, I and when I go on, when I finish on the other side, I will be able to tell everyone. You see that that happened right there. Uh, I overcame it like that or whatever. I don't know. That's something that worked for me, and it has helped me uh, forgive easy, uh, more easy other people. Uh, now I'll let everyone who who knows uh, scientific ways to do it. Now, mm-hmm. uh, share with us, please. I don't, I don't think it's stupid at all. I think it's very interesting to see the way you pointed because it, it, everything is part of the learning. But uh, for those of us who don't know who Frodo is, we have to go back and see or read, which happened at our age, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Lord, the Lord of the Rings. But Frodo is, is a, it's a <laughs> hobbit that goes through all these issues just like Diego is going through life. <laughs> but <laughs> what do you do when you find your golem? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, I, have, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't got there to that okay, part. Okay, it's coming up. So, what do you say, Ali? How do we deal with it on a day, everyday basis? I think on everyday basis, you you first of all, you have to see what you'll gain if you forgive, okay. because we work like that as human beings. If we think that not forgiving is protecting us, because a lot of us fear forgiving, because what Erika was saying. If, my, if I think my husband hurt me and I forgive them, I'll be vulnerable again. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we don't forgive our parents or our business partner or a friend or something because we, we, we don't want to go through the pain again. So the invitation is to see that if you forgive, you're going to be released. You'll find a new freedom. You'll see life from a non from a release from a place of feeling that life is attacking you and then you have a saying on whatever happens and then you can also use your words to put boundaries and you can also tell the other person what you did hurt me and um i'm going to uh, forgive you because i'm going to release myself from this energy but that doesn't mean i want to go through it again 
and you can say that to your parents or to anybody and you don't need not to forgive to protect you because that is an illusion. Erika, what do you think? No, that's amazing. I'm writing it down so I can, I can go and talk to my husband right away. <laughs> I, you, know, you know what no. I didn't? I think we spoke about uh -huh. it. Tell us, tell us, tell us. You go. No, no, no. That it's, um, it sounds like logic. Of course, we have to do that. But in the practice, I think you, 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 yeah, well, the, the, the word said it, you have to practice. It's not, it's not something that you can achieve um, today and that's it. I think some days you're going to do it okay and then other days you're not, you're not going, going to do it naturally or it's, it's kind of a practicing and accept you as you are and not judging you, I think, because we are always judging us for the good actions, actually. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, it's very interesting. And I, I, I always allowed myself I do it one day, but if I can't do it the next day, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I give you forgive yourself. <laughs> forgive myself. Yes. Yeah. Being <laughs> compassionate, being compassionate for yeah. wherever you are in your, in your path. I think that it's important just to let go. I remember there's this phrase I like that it's, that says, let go, let God. It doesn't have to be God. It has to be, mm -hmm. it could be the light or whoever you believe in. Just let go of that negative feeling that you need to forgive. Oof. Just yeah. let go. Mm -hmm. Just let go. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. you something happened. Yeah, it happened. It's it's part of the script, as Diego explained to us. It's part of the script to make your story more interesting. Probably, maybe it was a a thing that was not good. But just let go of that horrible feeling that you need to forgive. Let go of it, and it'll free you. And you know what helps me a lot? Not trying to understand. I've heard a lot lately that they say, "Well, don't ask why. Just ask what this lesson or what it." brought to you but I would challenge you even to go beyond that why do we need to understand everything why do we need to intellectualize everything uh, like just surrendering to life and not even understanding what for this was it's okay just like you were saying Pepe I don't understand why this happened or why this person did this maybe I, I'm, I'll never understand it intellectually but I can release it. I can, I can let go of that. Feeling. Yeah. And surrender it to a higher energy, a higher God of, of love and just tell them, I, I can't handle this. I'll just give it to you and mm -hmm. you forgive it for me and just bring peace to my mind. And I think that's very powerful. I like that. Guys, time is up. Yeah, no, I, I think we calibrate ourselves today. <laughs> we calibrated ourselves. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. So right. um, what topic do you think, Alejandra, we're going to talk about next week just to have a peek of it? I wanted to talk to you next week about the power of the language that we use. Oh, I love that topic. Uh-huh, because I think that we can learn a lot about uh, what language creates on our perspective, on our reality, and how we can align to a language that brings power to us. Wonderful, right? Wonderful. So it's language next time. Well, thank you, guys. 
Thank you, Pepe. Thank you, Pepe Bandera was with us. Diego Barrazas too. Of course, Alejandra Llamas with all her concepts and her big, big heart. And my name is Erica de la Vega and I was very happy to be with you today, guys. Calibrate yourself every day, every <laughs> week and see you in the next. And let's know, not see you, hear you. We will listen to you in the next episode of mm -hmm. Calibrate Yourself. Thank you for joining us today.